Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. So today, I want to talk about the senses again. And the reason is, is because I think a lot of us take our five senses for granted and they are our key to being present and they are magic. So think about this. Think about in your life, what is your dominant sense? What is the sense you use the most? Now, it would be easy to say it's eyesight. You know, you're looking all over the place, but it could be touch. Um, You know, think about a dog. Their primary sense is their sense of smell. Uh, there's taste and there's hearing. So maybe, um, someone who, uh, can't see uses their hearing, you know, but the fact is that we all have the five senses, unless you've lost some, we all have them. And I feel like we even have more senses. The intuition is, seems to be like an extension of the senses and it's another sense. Uh, but I love that for me, I love that I can be conscious of my senses so that I can use the ones, I I can use them equally. I can, let me just describe it this way. Some people I've seen with dog training, they have dogs that are primarily visual, right? And dogs have a very good sense of smell. So a trainer will come along and notice that the dog is not using their sense of smell and will then scent train them, like train them to follow sense. Because it activates a part of the brain that creates the wholeness within the dog. Like it helps to balance them as a dog. It's important for them to activate the different areas of the brain. So I feel that way with myself. Like I love when the sun goes down, making my house dim and dark and using my memory to remember where I put things, but also my touch. Also like being willing and able to use the sense of touch so I'm not so uh, dependent on eyesight. So an example of that is um, one morning I was leaving the island early and it, it just was pretty dark out. Now, there was enough star and moonlight and street light to see outside where I was walking. But when I got to my shed to grab a bike out, I realized like, oh my gosh, um, it's pitch black. I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. So I just said, okay, God, take me, you know, to a bike that I can use. And I just reached around and felt, and I put my hand on a bike, you know, and granted there's a lot of bikes in there, but I did find one that I was able to use to do what I had to do in the morning, in the dark. (laughs) And, uh, but I trusted that my hands, my sense of touch would be that good. I trusted it and it worked well. So, um, I would challenge you to notice, do you have a sense that's weak? Do you have senses that you don't use that much? And I'm not talking about handling things that's muscular. When I say touch, I'm talking about touch. I'm talking about using 
your fingers to speak to you, using the fingertips to communicate, using um, uh, touch as language, right? What does that look like? How do, I mean, it's just the coolest thing in the world to me. I love to, this is why when my dad told me, he's like, why don't you be a graphic artist? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. What is it? And he's like, oh, it's doing art on the computer. And I was thinking, how in the world do you do that? How can I paint on the computer? How can I touch paint? How can I hold a brush? How can I do any of that? Now, granted, there are plenty of you computer people that are doing it. I get it. I bought the programs to do it. I've done it at this point on my Apple iPad, but it is not the same for me. It is a totally different medium. It is not painting. And even the difference between oils and waters is so significant for myself. It is such a different modality. So I I just want to just tell you that there's just so much within you that can still be yet explored. Like when we start to activate our sense of smell and really smell things and enjoy them. Like if you smell some, like when I smell something outside, oh, and then it's like I walked through it, I'll back up. I'll back up and get in it again. I mean, unless it's really stinky, but what if it's, it, it's sometimes it's just wood burning or it's a smell of fresh cut grass. You know, and for me, it could be skunk. I really like the smell of skunk. It's from my childhood. Um, but I like to do that the same. Oh, excuse me. Boy, am I releasing. I'm going to get my tea. So it's the same way with any of the senses. Hearing. You know, we hear a bird sing. Just stop and listen to the bird singing. Listen to the quality of the notes. It's like all of that. Mm. So this is, um, I don't know, I was just thinking about it today and it got me really excited to realize that there are maybe some people who don't understand the value that is right literally at their fingertips or right at the tip of their nose or the tip of their tongue. And it's this value that comes from really just noticing and speaking a different language for a moment. If you're going to taste, speak the language of taste. Immerse in the flavors around you. And if something isn't flavorful, if something isn't making your heart sing, don't eat it. <laughs> don't eat it just because. Mm. Really choose what you are doing intentionally, whether it's eating or smelling or touching Mm, or hearing intentional, like there are languages that I don't appreciate hearing, um, language of violence and anger, and I don't appreciate them. They're very harsh to me. And, um, so I choose to, um, move out of the way. Mm. Mm. It's just feeling in that. Wow. Ah, oh. so one way you can encourage your sense of touch is to leave the lights off at night when you're moving around, you know, like not doing a job or anything, but just moving around in the silence of your home, um, using touch to communicate with you, moving slow enough so that touch can do, um, can do the job. You know, I, I do this all the time. I'll go into cupboards. I'll get a glass. I can feel my mugs and know which mug is which. They're all different. Mm. It's it's really, truly amazing. I, 
I think it's even possible lately <clears throat> that I've gotten more dependent on my eyesight because I'm in so many different homes and I've had to memorize and see where things are in the kitchen. And so I went back to my own kitchen and I noticed the deficit that had created in me because I suddenly was looking for my silverware. I was looking for them in drawers and I don't keep my silverware in drawers. I keep them on the counter in cups. And I was looking everywhere and feeling so like, but I wasn't looking on the, you know what I mean? I was using my eyesight very, um, what it compartmentalized, right? And it was not, the whole thing wasn't working for me. When we use our eyesight, I guess all of these things I'm sharing with you, it's like if we're using it for present or presentness, we're using it in a loving way. So use your eyes to tell the story of love and to witness the story of love. The story, oh my God, the other night I saw the most amazing moon it was big and orange, and if it wasn't so cold out, I would have gone out and just sat and watched it. It was huge. It was huge, and it was this reddish color. It was just amazing. I would have swore it was the sun, like a sunset, but it was in a pitch black sky. It was crazy. Mm. That was magic. That was magic, and um, I feel so absolutely fortunate to have witnessed that. It was super cool. I could have easily missed it. I wasn't normally out at that hour. Mm. Oh, my tea is so good today. And see that, you've heard me say that before because when I take a moment to sip my tea, I'm very immersed in what that experience is. And so it does take away from talking on the podcast because I'm really truly being present with this moment. And if this moment is having a sip of tea, then that's where the attention goes. So hmm, I, um, I'm sharing this because I feel as though we begin to take our senses for granted. And I would love for you to examine the ones that are weak for you. Examine the ones that are neglected. Examine the ones that do a job, but they don't participate in presentness. You haven't really invited them into presentness. So take a look at that and, and just start to honor that these are all part of the experience and they make our experience richer. They all add so much color. What if, what if all the senses were represented by different colors in a rainbow? Like it was like you have to use them all or you just don't have a full rainbow. You don't have a rainbow experience. Oh, the rainbow experience. I love that. Mm. Got Toulouse next to me. And you know what? It's like my sense of touch it tells me all sorts of things. Like I love to clean barefoot so I can use the touch of my toes and feet on the floor to tell me if there's dirt. I love to use my sense of touch. When I pet my dog, it tells me so much. It tells me if he's been chewing on himself, I can feel where he's been chewing. It tells me if his fur is dirty or clean. And, um, and then not only that, but it exchanges energy. You know, but it the the more intentional we are, the better it is. It is exchanging energy, right? So, mm, this is a magic time we're in, and it is important for us to be as present as possible because it's in that presentness that we're going to understand. Um, we will understand what is next we'll understand what is what we are ready to release and let go of what we're ready to 
shift in our beingness because we've lived so long with so many things that were just common to us and it now without letting them go we won't be able to expand further and there is so much expansion available uh so presentness is an important part of of being ready being anticipatory being um grateful receiver you know this is all part of that when i'm appreciating my cup of tea i am a grateful receiver when i'm appreciating the gorgeous red moon i'm a grateful receiver when I'm appreciating that bird singing outside the window, I'm a grateful receiver. And this is um, this uh, presentness is our access to the 5D. It's our access to the unconditional love. So we want to activate it. And if we leave aspects of it out, um, one of these five senses, we are not, well, we have room to go deeper than obviously. And I would invite you to do so. Because these are uh, such a powerful tool and it's so simple and it was always there for every one of us, always there. So I guess that's why we're given bunny rabbits so that we'll touch something and it'll wake up our sense of touch because it's so soft that we can't not appreciate it, you know, and the sight of beautiful things in our environment is so exquisite. Oh, there is a lot, a lot of simplicity that we have overlooked in this art of waking up we've made it complex we've made it about gurus we made it about stopping what we're doing and not being able to function um, denying our world we've made it all of these things that are near impossible when in the simplicity of waking up could just be becoming conscious of the senses that you have and using them for the purpose of love how simple Mm, I really love this today. It's beautiful. So, <laughs> that's my way of saying, and it is good. And it is very good and very, very over. And I love you. And have a wonderful day. Oh my gosh. Love you so much. Bye now. Mwah. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaset.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.